0: Our focus must be riveted on the Saviour and His Gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice.
1: What's up, young adults? And welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Doubt Not, Fear Not. Today, I am your host, Vick Chunga and I am accompanied by Alexandra Suu. So if you have noticed or haven't noticed, we're sisters, and yeah, we're going to be talking today. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. So just to give you a background on who I am going to be interviewing today, this is Alexandra Suu. She is 21 years old. She's the eldest of three children our mom she's the manager of the mtc and my dad he's the entrepreneur we have one younger brother he's the only boy of our family and she is currently studying uh, conjuring science and arts nice so because i know my sister so well because we lived together for twenty years well of my life in her first year of uni she studied engineering right Yep. And so now she has changed her papers to a conduit in arts and science. So my question is, what in your journey changed your mindset? There were so many factors that changed my decision on what I was studying. Right after I finished my first year in engineering, I took a gap year the very next year. And I needed that time to really think about my life and what direction I was going to take, whether I was going to go back to school or not what exactly I needed to study and what the Lord wanted me. I think I was struggling more because I didn't understand what exactly Heavenly Father wanted for me. Because I know without a shadow of a doubt that if I was to go the pathway that He wants for me, I'll do better than being in the pathway that He wouldn't Mm. see fit for me, if that makes sense. So it took a lot of praying, fasting. But not only that, like, I struggled a lot, like, It took me failing, making wrong decisions, experiencing life outside of home to really come to the decision that I made to change um, my major. But definitely prayer, because counselling with the Lord is the most important thing you could ever do to come to those type of decisions, I reckon true i think we've had this discussion like so many times before how we said that sometimes we wish we could have a taste of every paper in uni definitely <laughs> man because some of us find it really hard to figure out what we want to do after school and sometimes we have this like tunnel vision that we're we're definitely going to do something and then when we get into it we're like oh my gosh this is not for me like yeah, what the heck definitely. i really thought i was going to do this in uh jack uh, i'm not even that good at this so yeah and That's, it's because like We wanna try everything like Exactly You could be good at You could be good at everything and anything but at the end of the day, like you said, it comes down to how much do we actually sit back and listen to what the Lord wants us to be, right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Thank you for sharing that with us. Just a follow up question to that one is who motivated you to change? A lot of different people around me. I think, especially family, and most importantly, I'm um, listening to the guidance of the spirit, the inspiration from Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Like you mentioned before, I just want a taste of every single paper there is at uni. But when it came down to actually looking at the different majors, I remember discussing it with our auntie. Well that stays with us and I remember her um, telling me that the night before I had this conversation with her I was praying about it I was literally like what am I gonna do because to be honest I reapplied again for engineering because that's how unsure I was whether I was making the right decision to leave it so I did reapply for engineering and it came down to engineering or science and arts or arts and science. And I remember having a conversation with Auntie the next day after I said that prayer and she told me some of the strengths that she noticed in me like comforting and caring for those that usually are seen as underdogs and misunderstood and a lot of the times I stand up for people that are usually unforgivable or people see them as why would you stand up for them after all they've done what or what not and those attributes that she pointed out to me, that she saw in me, um, really confirmed for me that I needed to switch my major to what I'm doing now. Mm. And I felt like it was a firm answer to um my prayer. Mm. Man, that's really cool. I totally agree with Auntie on that perspective because every time I come to you and I'm complaining about a certain family member and I'm just like, I just don't agree with what they're doing. What they did was unforgivable. And you're like, well, if you look from this perspective, and sometimes, yes, it's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) But but she's definitely right. You do have the ears to listen, which we're grateful for because it makes you the peacemaker between me and... Our younger brother because you know we have two very strong personalities and when it clashes it's very very colorful so thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks for that so that's really cool there's another thing I remember there was this this one night right where we sat down at the table with my cousins that that live in Auckland. And what we did is that we went around and each person took a turn to say like what we saw each other in. Oh yes, I remember. That was, I reckon that was really cool. I mean, if you have any time to do it with your families, like really sit down at the table and t- tell, like go around telling your um, family members like what you would see them in in the future. And I why. reckon Yeah, and why. I reckon that is an awesome way to pick up your strengths. Yeah. But also it really did open our eyes to like what we're really good at. So it kind of molded the pathway for us to know what we should study, like Mm -hmm. what we're in right now. I reckon that was an an awesome activity and it was your idea too. So (laughs) Yes. Look at that. She listens. She listens. Yeah. (laughs) Another question I wanted to ask is you're the eldest in the family. So Mm -hmm. what obligations or pressures did you have to face as the eldest girl in the family? That's a great question. Say so pressure as a trip, trip, trip. <laughs> and it <laughs> never stops. Kidding. Whoa. <laughs> no, but in all honesty, that song from Encanto, I think it's called Surface Surface Pressure or Pressure Surface. I'm um, not sure what it's called. It's, I feel like, the best way to describe how an eldest child feels like, to be honest. And I know a lot of kids that are eldest childs in every family can relate to that song. Probably more personally to me. It was hard i honestly felt i had to always make the right choice and i wasn't allowed to feel the pain or the consequence of mistakes that i made because i always had to be on point for my younger siblings and also for my parents because they see me as the person that has to set the example for you guys as my younger siblings as well as expectations from extended family too they expect you to do the best as well they don't expect you to crack Mm. like everyone else can crack but you you're the one that has to hold everything together including your own feelings and that so that you can be there for the rest of the family which yeah which is honestly so wrong Mm. because now that i'm older um, I've had to unlearn some of those habits of keeping things to myself and opening up more and allowing um, myself to feel emotions <laughs> yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Well, that's interesting because it's the first time <laughs> I've actually asked you a question like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes so uh, it is. Never it's... break. <laughs> Give it to your sister, your sister's older. Okay. (laughs) No. (laughs) One thing I haven't explained from the very beginning is that my sister is currently a co-chair of the Otara Papatoetoe Youth Council and every time I mention Youth Council a lot of people are like, is that a church thing? Because you know how yeah, we have yeah. youth in church this is not church related at all, this is, the Youth Council is a voluntary role where we work with youth within the Otara Papatoetoe community and so as the co-chair of Tops Squad, could you tell us a bit about the work you do within the community with youth? I'm um, coach here with some amazing youth that are in the Otara Popotoito area and basically what we do if I was to sum it up in three words that we use all the time to describe what we do would be engage advocate and implement initiatives and events that will help the youth I think along the many years that we've been in the youth council we've learned to definitely (coughs) listen more to what the youth want rather than what we think they want. So some of the things that we've implemented is initiatives like Untitled, which we gather together the prefects or leaders of the six schools that are in our area, and they come together. What we expect of them is that they leave their titles, like head boy, head girl, prefix, and that, at the door and come together as one unit to discuss solutions to problems that are happening within their schools. And hopefully that giving us an insight of what's going on with the youth in the school community, in our community. Some of the other bigger events we've done is lip-sync battles in the community, <laughs> just having fun with them, seeing the talent that come through and is unrecognised, to be honest, on a bigger scale. We have so much talent here in Otara too, But yeah, that's just a few of the things that we do. Yeah it's some pretty amazing work that we get to do. Just give us an insight. I know that in our youth council you take care of the submissions team. What is one thing that you would like to change before you finish from the youth council and your submissions team? Mm, There's so many things I want to do But just to give everyone an idea of what submissions is We basically write up a bunch of reasons why we agree with a certain policy That's been put forward or even law Um, We list what we agree with or what we disagree with And then we give recommendations on what to make better Nice, nice Obviously there's a lot of hard work that has to go into that um, but now that we work in the community, one thing that we definitely both can agree on is that it takes years and years to push for different changes within the mm. community just mm. because of how politics works. That's the one thing that I do love about youth councils and youth voice is that for some reason, youth voices are, are more powerful when it comes to those decisions mm. and sometimes do take less of time because... Youth is the future. If we don't make these changes now, who will? True. And what is the world going to be like in the future if we don't do anything but the things we're going through now? Alright, so now that you are in uni, I do know that you also work and you provide for the family. So being a provider within our home, how do you find a balance? If I have to be totally honest, I'm still learning that right now how to balance but something that really does help is planning not planning to a T, but i'm sitting out like your schedule for each day so that you're able to put time aside for certain things and stuff like that but i am still learning how to do that i'm definitely still learning how to do that even right now Mm -hmm. balancing because that's not easy to be honest yeah i know right you have school uni You have the youth council, you have your job, then you have your callings. There's a lot to balance. But hey, the gospel makes it possible. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) It gives us so many different resources that we can use, like self-reliance, all those different courses. Sometimes we as members take it for granted, but man, it really does help us Mm. to balance out our life and even help us out financially, how to save and all. So Um, that's cool it's important to take me time if you need it Mm. within all that busyness it's important to find time for you Mm. treat yourself and if you (laughs) really are struggling because there's so much Mm. don't be scared to ask for help I know I'm still learning how to do that because I suck at asking for help because I'm so used to thinking I can do it all by myself when I know I can't but yeah learning how to ask for help as well is definitely important If you know me and my sister, we're two completely different people. And sometimes people are very shocked to find out that we're even sisters. So my sister, she's more of a... You you say what you... Wow. (laughs) I don't want to call you introvert. You're like, hey. (laughs) No, you can go in. Okay, so my sister, she's more of a introvert. She does make conversations when you make conversations with her. As for me, I'm very... Yeah yeah. yeah yeah i am kind of social yeah <laughs> she's become more social during the years to be honest right yeah. and then you have me i'm like very very confident i'm outgoing mm. like i will just get to know you from the get-go and sometimes <laughs> gives off the wrong vibes to some people but as for my sister she is very confident but she's very kept to herself i'm getting there with the confidence but thanks. yeah. <laughs> And she's very talented too, but she's real humble about it too. We have a number one holdouts because we do a lot of me time. <laughs> oh <my laughs> oh God, <laughs> like- um like me, oh yeah, my sister and I we love to go on dates. We're like going on sister dates and that's our time to release how we feel about work, what's going on, what's new, if we have a love life which we don't. Um <laughs> still very very single my sister and I like we love doing a lot of um dates even sometimes with our mom and we just get to like get together it's really nice when you are able to really sit down and just let out all that pressure Mm -hmm. also as sisters there are some times where we randomly talk about different topics and we go so deep in that topic when we finish talking about it we just sit back and we're just like Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Who knew we knew so much about this topic? <laughs> it's so cool. If it's one thing that I would advise young adults is take the time that you need not only to have me time, but to have those conversations with your family. Because once we're all married and we move out and your parents no longer live with you, you never get that time back again. So definitely. If you don't have any siblings like your friends. Yeah. Take time to enjoy those simple, small moments because those are the moments you're going to be talking about with your future families. But how has the gospel influenced your success? Knowing in the past year how well you've done. So with a lot of O's. Like so much. I can't thank Heavenly Father enough for how blessed I am. I just, yeah, just thank him every day for the successes I have. I can honestly testify that there's so much power in the Book of Mormon because I, I don't know how many people or why I say have heard that over the years but for me since high school the power of the Book of Mormon has been the key to my success mm-hmm. I can honestly say I don't know what it is because it doesn't answer your maths questions mm-hmm. it doesn't give you um, your essay answers but I can truly say there's such a power in reading the Book of Mormon and having um, and listening to the Lord's voice through the spirit because that's where you find direction and answers. Oh, that's really nice. My sister and I, we grew up in a home where both our parents are RMs, so family local or family prayer is constant every morning, every night. Mm. We we have to make sure that we have family prayer, even when we don't feel up. like praying. They always make us pray, and we're just, we don't have the spirit. <laughs> and they're like, that's when you should pray the most. Yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> We haven't always been perfect with that either. Though. Yeah. Like, definitely when we, we got... Order like it was we hard. started slacking off like they're like come to your family local and then some of us will return we're sleeping half you? of us <laughs> half of us will leave the house No, no. but what i'm trying to say is nah, that yeah. our parents were is a massive influence in why we are so strong in the gospel today Definitely, like, it was the small and simple things like in the toilet right in the bathroom when and on the walls, if you go into our toilet and bathroom, there are there are scriptures, there are quotes. They don't have to do that. But it's these small and simple things that they've done. Like when you're sitting <laughs> down on the bathroom and you're just reading the scripture and you're reminded, Oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. When you're showering in the shower, you're looking at the wall and you're just, Okay, I need to avoid temptation, not resist it. Like those simple reminders are the reason why we are the people we are today. Definitely. That's one thing me and my sister are grateful for because blessed is an understatement They did everything in their power Mm. from when we were young till today Yes, our ears still hurt (laughs) (laughs) To keep us active in the gospel, but also always reminding us that there is power in the Book of Mormon Mm. So I asked this question to my dad when we were younger (laughs) And my dad's like, there's power in the Book of Mormon. When you read it, it's gonna answer all your questions. And I was like, it's gonna answer all my questions. Now, being an eight year old or probably younger or nine, I don't remember what age I was, I was just like, okay, dad, so how does reading the Book of Mormon help you with math? Because I was just like, there is no maths in the Book of Mormon. Maybe three days, what, 72 hours? How the heck does it help you with your maths? It took me probably five years to find that answer. (laughs) (laughs) But what I realized when the Lord says there's power in the Book of Mormon, in the very introduction, it it teaches us that by abiding by the precepts of the Book of Mormon, we become closer to God. Mm -hmm. Now, who is the man of all knowledge? It's... The man above. God owns all the knowledge on earth today, whether it be math, science, you name it. He knows all the answers because he created everything. Mm-hmm. He knows all the formulas in the world. And so the promise He gave in doctrine and covenants, I, the Lord, am bound when you do what I say. When you do not what I say, you have no promise. And it's those small and simple things like he taught us to pray and read the scriptures. And doing those simple things, he answers our prayers. And he's given us the gift of the spirit. The spirit leads us to what we should study Mm -hmm. on a certain test. The spirit is the one that helps us to memorize things for a test. So I was like, oh my gosh, I got my answer. It took me 10 years, but we got there in the end of the day. (laughs) So I totally testify that the Book of Mormon does hold so much power Mm -hmm. into helping us today like resisting temptation, whatever it is you need help with, the Book of Mormon has power to overcome all things. Mm. And draw us closer to God. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm interviewing myself. (laughs) 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 Now we've discussed some factors of the gospel that helped you influence your successes. I know that you took self-reliance courses and you graduated from some of them. How have those courses helped you in today i think because i took those classes in youth but they they're really good like i honestly think if you have the time to take them to take them because that's extra knowledge that's extra goodness for the soul and for the brain it's helped me to understand that in order for me to better help the people that i love around me and everyone that needs help i need to be self-reliant myself whether that be financially physically emotionally in order to do my best to help others around me i need to be self-reliant and we did start a business (laughs) a little business that those skills that i learned in the self-reliance class helped us structure our business how many little business? Yeah, that we did last year. It helps. You might not see it in the moment, but it definitely will come back to you when you need it in the future. I also encourage any youth that are probably on their last year of school, if you're super confused on what you want to do with your life, I encourage you, even any YSA, because, hey, you're never too old to go get educated. Yes. So any YSA, any youth, any young adult who is like so confused on what they want to do with their life i encourage you to go take the self-reliance course education for better work now Mm. before i started in uni education for better work is a self-reliance course that helps you to find out how many credits you need in a certain area and it also um, tells you which classes you should take in school or like foundation classes that you need to take in uni to get to what you want to study So that is an amazing course to put you on your line of what you want to study. It will help you know what you need to do, how many credits you need to achieve in order to get to a certain study at the end of the course. I think another really good reason why you should take it is because if you go to the classes with an open mind, it's so... Interesting listening to perspectives from different age groups. It's really fun. Yeah, my sister and I were probably the youngest Yeah, we were the youngest in our group. We were surrounded by (laughs) by wiser people and So in class, it's very interactive being able to tell other people the sort of career path where you want to get into and Like get even receiving their help. It's amazing. It's it puts cool. you on the it's path really that cool. you need to be on, and what you can do with your life. And good networking too. Yes, yeah, you know. amazing networking. Building relationship with your ward members as well, stake members. However, it's done. But yeah, yeah. and you also find out. Yeah, you also find out who can help you in whatever field you're studying. Because mm. sometimes you find out, oh my gosh, he studied engineering. I'm gonna go to him for help. Mm. Kind of thing. We have come to our last question. What today so knowing the purpose of institute in what ways have you utilized the atonement of jesus christ in mm. your life oh that's a very big question i think first and foremost the atonement has literally saved my life and it's helped me understand better my relationship with my savior jesus christ as well and how much he and heavenly father love us because They honestly give us every resource and way for us to make it back to them again in the next life. They want us to make sure that we make it back, and through His Atonement, we're able to do that. It's changed my perspective on a lot of things in life as well, and my understanding of the gospel principles and doctrines too, and how important it is to live and abide by the doctrines and principles we're given because we're given them. For a reason and it's just made me truly trust the savior and our heavenly father and their plan for us whether i understand some of the things that have happened through the history of the world or even the gospel i trust them so much that it is what it is mm. <laughs> i know that sounds so weird but i trust <clears> them enough that the plan is there and the plan is for us to make it back to them one day Nice, nice. You just reminded me of something in the early years of your life. How has the priesthood blessed you? And well, how the atonement plays into that up to today? When I was maybe four or five, I was really, really sick, and the doctors couldn't diagnose whatever sickness I had during that time. My parents really thought that was it for me. It was just so much crying to the point where I literally got tired of crying and my body was just aching and I remember them cutting up the leaves and stuff to put all over me because that relieved the pain I guess and after a few days of being sick my dad, his brother and my granddad, my dad's dad they all got together and gave me a priesthood blessing on that day that they thought that was like it for me <laughs> they thought i was coming back to heaven but on that day i remember just laying there and looking at them giving me the blessing i i remember just feeling peace honestly maybe i was thinking that was it for me too and then the next day i got up and i was healthy it was the weirdest thing i remember the very first thing i asked for and it's like why Apple juice is so significant to me. Every time I see it, but I remember distinctively that was the first thing I asked when I got up. I wanted to drink some apple juice, and that's when my parents knew I got better because I was able to drink and eat, and I was up walking around. I didn't have the fever anymore. I wasn't crying, and I was just I was happy. It was literally a miracle. So in other words, yeah, I like I said before, like the priesthood literally saved my life. And I think about that every single day that I live on this earth. How many years later, 18 plus years later, I'm still alive, still breathing, and I thank Heavenly Father every day. And honestly, it makes me see my being here still more purposefully and obviously more important for me to always counsel with Heavenly Father because I'm still here on earth for a reason because I could have been gone by now, but... Through the tournament I continue to um, be reminded of that experience and continue to make my way back to him because I've made mistakes while being here after those many years of that miracle. So the torments helped me to be able to come back from those mistakes and continue to make my way back to him. Nice. Thank Goodness, um, I got through that without crying. My goodness, I remember, I remember when someone like put me actually, on the spot, and I yeah. couldn't even explain the like, whole thing. I yeah. just said it saved my life, and I cried. Yeah, yep. so I don't share that experience yeah. much, by the yeah. way. Yeah, like I it's so not, um, I'm not ashamed of it or anything, but it's just it's, it's close. it's a very very sacred experience for my sister so i'm very grateful that she was able to open up and share it with you so i hope you have been uplifted and touched through this episode of doubt not fear not i am truly grateful to heavenly father for allowing me to have the opportunity to have our older sister because like she mentioned before she wouldn't be here today without the power of the priesthood and also the power of the atonement And I am truly grateful to Heavenly Father for giving me the opportunity to have an amazing, talented, inspiring older sister. Very patient. Yeah, like I said, very humble too. And we would like to end off this podcast with singing a song close to our hearts. And it's called Finding Faith in Christ.
0: Okay. Forever searching for the answer there My heart just longs to know Who is this man called Jesus That I'm supposed to know How can I find the Savior When I've never seen His face How can I find in Him attention to the spirit. I must listen for the whisper of his still small voice. I must pray and wait for an answer. And I know how far. Knowing that I'm a child of God I know what's required of me I must pay attention to the Spirit I must listen for the whisper of His still.
1: Doubt Not Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. To direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in this series, or to enroll in the institute class associated with the podcast, see our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the Church.